Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Morgan's episode number 49. Joining me as always is my wonderful fellow Liam Jones. Liam, tell me about Wrestle Kingdom 9. Oh, Wrestle Kingdom 9. The one I booked? <laughs> no, the the one you said you want to talk about on this podcast. It was Oh no, no, that was 20. Yeah, it was 9. 9 is yep, 2015. It was, it was, I didn't watch it because you said you weren't going to watch it. I watched the VTR for Nakamura and Ibushi. That's a 5 star VTR. Now, do you want to go on your diatribe about VTRs being named that? Oh, well, yes, VTR is a videotape recording, I believe, is actually what VTR stands for. It goes back to the olden days of TV and, like, instant replay when they're, like, roll the VTR and they'd put a video of the instant replay or whatever into the video machine and roll it on the air. And that's where the term VTR comes from. We still use it for, like, any pre-produced package. It's like, oh, roll VTR. Because uh, nearly all of those packages are not put on tape these days. Maybe they are still in Japan. Maybe it's an antiquated system where they still use tape. But, yeah, that's that's a fun little anachronism where the, the word has hung around and formed a different meaning which i always think is quite cool i learned that in my year 12 media studies class there you go wait this isn't going to turn into a film study podcast eventually where we're going to comment on the cinematography of wwe (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and the fiend rising up here symbolizes his rise from the mid card ah hmm but uh, you see, I, I, we agreed on a system, though. You were going to watch it. I wasn't going to watch it. You were going to tell me all about it, and I was going to react to you in my professional podcast voice, like this. Professional. I thought you were going to do a reaction. Whoa, that... What was the main event of that show? Tanahashi Okada. That Okada-Tanahashi match was fantastic. Is that the one where Okada finally won? I think it's the one where he cried. Oh, it's the one where he lost and cried. That's good. I was at the Wrestle Kingdom the year before. I could talk to you about that in, with great detail. Uh. I was there in person in Wrestle Kingdom 8. It made me sad. When Finn Balor, who is on NXT, which we could use as a segue, but uh, who needs to talk about these shows, uh, he 
Yeah, he was on that show. He wrestled Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Junior cool. Heavyweight Championship. That was my first live New Japan show, I think. Uh, uh, Naito was broken because the fans dumped him down into the semi-main event in a fan poll. It's always and then, fun. And then Okada and like Naito had like their best match for like another five years in the semi-main. Yeah, I like that match a lot. People didn't love that match. And then that like Nakamura good. and Tanahashi had their standard main event, which is I liked good that match, weird. but that was because New Japan was very new to me still. So uh, I wasn't tired of Nakamura and um, Tanahashi doing that match. Also got an Ishii Shibata match. And that match was like the... Was it Ishii Shibata or was it Ishii Goto? I mean, uh, Shibata Goto. It was Shibata Goto, I'm pretty sure. Shibata Goto, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like the the blow-away match. I remember like everyone came out of that, like not really talking about the other three big matches, but talking about um, Goto and Shibata. Yeah. And I fell asleep during it, because it was on at like 11 and I was a young boy. A wee lad. I forgot Big Tom wasn't on that show, was he? He was probably on the pre-show gimmick. No, the, the pre-show gimmick was, um, as I look it up, Bushi, Captain New Japan, Hiroshi, Ten- Hiroshi Tenzan, and Tomoka to- <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes. <laughs> Against uh, Lager Nakanishi, Super Strong Machine, and Yohei Kamatsu. Ah. Yo got on the show, but Tomohiro Ishii didn't. <laughs> what a travesty. <laughs> Big Tom has been robbed. You should win. The, like, if we don't give Tom Wrestler of the Year this year, we're like, not that many people actually have a case, and he's probably still the best wrestler in the world. It's a travesty. Just give it to Tom. The poor guy has been Wrestler of the Year for like seven years straight, and he's never been given the recognition he deserves. This is the Big Tom Ishii fan podcast. If you vote in the Wrestling Observer Awards, vote for Tom Ishii as what is it most outstanding? Is the one that doesn't include drawing? Yeah, that's the uh, that's 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 the pure that's the pure in ring one. What's, what are people going to vote for for uh, uh, the Thez Flair, given like most of the buildings were empty and um, <laughs> it's all the I guess just all you can really vote for is Naito. Because yeah. he, he sold out two, uh, he sold out one and almost sold out a second dome in two days. Uh, who's the, who says Okada didn't sell out those domes? Uh, Okada's washed. Oh, sorry. I forgot about that. As a draw. <laughs> as a wrestler, he's still the exact same, but he's washed as a draw. That's my stance. Big uh, Togi Makabe against Bad Luck Fale match. Wasn't king that of like Destroyer a, match. Yeah, I was going to say that was a King of Destroyer match. Which was the last man standing match, but it's a King of Destroyer. Oh, Bad so Luck Fale. Sakuraba and Yuji Nagata against Daniel and Rolls Gracie. What a match to see live in person at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> was it Wrestle Kingdom 9 that had Sakuraba Suzuki? Yes, because it was the year before really that had Sakuraba that Nakamura, wasn't it? Oh, and Sakuraba Nakamura. Like, I, I love uh, Nakamura Sakuraba as much as I love Nakamura Ibushi. It's a very different and very good match. Mm. Like, uh, big match Sakuraba. That's what I... I, I go through these phases where I just keep, like, not forgetting that he exists, but, like, remembering how much I love him, <laughs> and then going back and watching his stuff. Great Muta and Toru against Minoru Suzuki and Shelton X Benjamin. Yeah, and then they had the TMDK boys in the next one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Satoshi Kojima against uh, Rob Conway, in which uh, the, Conway. The, Japanese fan, the Japanese fans around us were surprised that we were booing Rob Conway, because they probably assumed it's like, you like the white guy, right? It's like, no... <laughs> <laughs> Is that no Ken's not there yet? Uh, yeah, uh, Bullet Club against the Killer Elite Squad. Hell yeah, Guns and Gallows, I assume. Uh, yes, with Tamatonga and Young Bucks against Forever Hooligans against Suzuki Gooden's team of Taichi and Takia. Those matches were always good. Splitters. <laughs> it was also the first time I think Kushida did the Back to the Future entrance. So there you go. There you go. 
This was also the show where everyone had those big entrances. Like Finn came yeah, out of the coffin. That was the best, man. And um, like KS had the bikes. Yeah, so that was the year where they went like full spectacle, and it was great. They need to bring that back. And Nakamura had the best Wrestle Kingdom entrance of all time. Mm. And Tanahashi was placed to the ring by the guitarist of was it um, Dragon Force. Dragon Force, same thing. They're all yeah. the same. I think it was Dragon Force. So yeah, there's my experiences at Wrestle where we went without getting tickets because you couldn't buy tickets online then. So we had to queue the day of the show to get tickets. And that was very stressful. We still got like floor seats. So it wasn't that bad. They were right at the back of the floor. It's literally, uh, you know, the the last row before the stage. Did you cheer Big Finn? Did you have an Irish flag waving it in the air? I did not have an Irish flag, but of course we cheered for our our prince. Our prinks. I remember the... (laughs) I miss the prinks. (laughs) He would have been world champ. He, he would have been world champ had he not left, right? Like he would have just had. Oh yeah, AJ he would have won the belt. Yeah, he would have. He would have been the, the AJ champ. Yeah. Well, wasn't that story at the time? Like he was like, "Dude, guys, I want to stay, but I need more than a one year deal." Yeah, that one year deal culture, which you know evaporated because the wrestlers kept getting poached. Um, mm. It was madness. I get it was like traditional, but like when you're on the world stage now and competing with WWE and WWE are like looking at you as a source of talent, you cannot sign guys to one year deals. You yeah. put yourself in a horrible position of like anti leverage against your talent. Having them all like come up at the same time every year, you just give you're just giving WWE the pick of the litter. January 5th, everybody's contract comes up at the same time. It's like, what are you doing? That's right, I will now contact all of your champions. So, uh, speaking of the pranks, NXT yeah. won last week, so we shall talk about WWE oh, NXT I forgot this week. that NXT won last week. There you go. See, I keep I keep track of our podcast, Laura. The anniversary episode is next. Actually, technically, the anniversary is tomorrow, as we record. As this will get uploaded today. So, tomorrow, as we record this. What are we going to do for the anniversary? I I will keep track. We will crown the 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 year one winner, and then maybe Ooh. we'll pick ma- we'll pick match of the 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 thing. So match from of the all year the ma- one, yeah, match of the year from all the matches that we picked as match of the week, we will choose Ooh. our match of the year, and then we will tally up who won how many weeks, which uh, AEW won the overall. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a surprise. But what will the number be? That's the question. Ooh. I'll, like what I'll will the percentage be up. to NXT? Will it look like one of our polls? Yeah, so uh, next week we'll, we're, we're reflecting the real one-year anniversary of Dynamite. Get out of here, Chris Jericho. We don't celebrate uh, your career. You and uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm actually kind of upset they're not doing a singles match, but we'll talk about that when we get to Also, NXT. why isn't... Why, like, come on, Lance. You can't come out and, like, take Hager's spot or something. <laughs> nice little uh, Thrill Seekers reunion. Well, like, even, like, Lance versus Jericho, like, you really can't... Like, wasn't wasn't that always, like, the thing he talked about for his 30th anniversary? He wanted to, like, rent out a giant, like, arena in Canada and do him versus Lance one more time? Well, you can't rent the arena these days. You can still do it on television, damn it. Though, so Lance, Lance is in Canada, so he might not be able to get into the country. He, he can pull some tricks, I'm sure. Yeah, TK can fly him in on his illegal Big TK can do whatever he wants. Is TK getting buried by the football media? It was great fun. I did because you sent it to me. Why would you say oh, that yeah. as if I, if as if I wouldn't know? <laughs> because you don't generally look at things I send you. This is calling calling back to last week where you ignore things I send you and and made yourself look like the the bad guy in the, while complaining about me being a bad guy. Again, I babyface you by being the heel. It's 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 bully Ray level heel work. Do you know who Hell, I am? Hell yes. But yeah, it's very, very amusing. He was called a clown on television by Jamie Carragher. It's like TK. So what? Like, what is their problem with TK? Like, he's just a gotten to internet man. 
Yeah, because he's tweeting out, because they lost 3-0 at home to Aston Villa, and they've been very bad, and they're probably going to be relegated again after coming up. And he was on Twitter being like, oh, we couldn't sign defenders because of X, Y, and Z. And then he replied to somebody being like, if I told you when we took over that we'd be a yo-yo club who got relegated and promoted every second year, you should be happy with that. And Jamie Carragher was not having it and called him a clown. Because, like, like that's uh, football just doesn't do that. Like, no football manager does business on Twitter, never mind even the owners. Well, so like, it's, it's, just it's very stuff, out of... So I was just going to say, like, from, like, my perspective of, like, the sports that I follow, like, I wouldn't... I would be surprised for, like, them to add someone and go, now be happy with the results. That just doesn't happen in sport. It doesn't. Like, any sport. And, yeah, he was buried on television for being a gotten-to nerd who should shut his mouth. But we also love him, and if he wants his wrestling shows to be better, to get in contact with us... We can book AEW Lightning. Oh, we would kill AEW Lightning. It would be the best. Shotzi Blackheart defeated Dakota Kai <laughs> after hitting the nastiest-looking slice bread in the apron of all time. Uh, yeah, she, look. And by that you mean hitting herself with the nastiest-looking slice bread <laughs> of all time. Because I, I didn't see NXT, and I saw the gif of it, and I was like, oh, that's a nar- gnarly back suplex on the apron. And then I was like, I looked closer, it's like, oh, wait a minute. She's doing a sliced bread. Yeah. She dropped herself on her head. <laughs> it took a minute. Like, she was really lucky that she didn't just forehead into it. Uh, it's like that time Koda took the thing on the apron and his head, his neck just like yeah. went horribly oh, to the side. Will did that too when he was wrestling Marty. <laughs> he like did the backflip or whatever and his neck was like horizontal. Uh, neck bumps on aprons, probably never a great idea. But yeah, she didn't yeah. get the full rotation of the slice bread and landed head first. It was great fun. Now, yeah. now the thing you should do, don't the do s- it. <laughs> the second time Shotzi has almost died on NXT TV. Listen, if, if, uh, if you're going to be the tank woman, welcome to the ball pit. The ball pit is apparently this. nearly no. dying. Stupid, I hate the ball pit. See, she fought a bunch of balls. Did she? Oh, I forgot this, I didn't see this. She was, she was tweeting pictures of, she literally bought a bunch of balls, and uh, she has like thousands of balls in her house now. I'm not sure, is she building an actual ball pit? I appreciate her living the gimmick though. Yeah, that would be truthful to the character, and I would appreciate that. Rhea looked like a real dummy. <laughs> Why? She came out and she like shoved Raquel and like, yeah, and then like got dragged back. It just didn't look very tough. Is that that match isn't currently on takeover yet, is it? I don't think it's a takeover match. I think it's gonna I'm be one of those. So upset! <laughs> this is the second time in a row they yeah. built up Rhea Ripley takeover matches that I'm actually interested in, and they haven't done them. Who needs Kushida against Velveteen Dream? It's like uh, NXT loves doing this thing where they'll just build up rivalries right before NXT and then pay them off the week after takeover. <laughs> Cause, and, like, look at this show. Like, EO Candice was made last week. Damien Priest against Johnny Gargano has barely even been a feud. It's just, like, they're, like, Johnny is number one contender now. Santos Escobar against... Yeah, Santos Escobar against Swerve. Fair enough, that's been built up. Kushida and Dream, who cares? Kyler Riley became number one contender last week. So they have this one match that they've been building since the last takeover. You know, Rhea Ripley against uh, Rick Mel Gonzalez. And everyone's kind of like, whoa, Rhea Ripley's doing well lately. This is a cool match. Two monsters collide. That's a cool take. <laughs> no. Can't give us to it on takeover for some bizarre reason yeah <laughs> it's just it's very indicative of the nxt booking style isn't it mm. uh speaking of the scott and uh phantasma match they had a sit-down interview they were very mad at each other is is phantasma for or against tradition because it seems to vary i feel like but then i think the idea is that he's a hypocrite all right and it's, and it's like he's like i'm doing it for tradition and then like completely shunning tradition at the same time 
we don't like them hypocrites here, do we? No, we're, we're not. <laughs> we're anti-hypocrite. Um, we would never be hypocrites. No, never. Not once, ever. Uh, I liked this kind of, like, they stole the, like, UFC face-to-face style that they do nowadays, where they both, like, mm-hmm. give them mics and just ask them questions. But I thought it was a little long-winded. And it didn't have, like, that, you know, a couple of punchy lines. You know, you want a couple punchy lines. The problem is, like, I also I think you don't have, like, you know, a Connor in there or someone, like, who's just going off and making it entertaining. You had two, like, kind of guys who were just trying to cut wrestling promos. Not even good wrestling promos either, though. Wrestling, yeah. good, like, good wrestling promos, it would have worked. But. I feel like Balor and O'Reilly should have got this spot. Yeah, instead of the weird in-ring thing. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like theirs would have been a lot more... Because, you know... Kyle's got some wit, and Bella can obviously do the pew-pews. So, I think it might... It just would have been a better fit. The... Actually, I saw the vignette this week for the person returning. They're in a biker night vision goggles. Is it Randy Orton? There's night vision goggles. It might be Randy Orton. Oh, my God. Well, I'm... I think it's a female now. There's speculation it might be Ember Moon. Isn't she, like, gone forever, though? I thought she, like, super broke her knees. I thought and she, then like, had very tired. And then had a very hard time putting her knees back together. So... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Ember would be cool. They need, like, a woman star. Uh, so. Chelsea Green, maybe? Pun? You broke up. Chelsea Green? <laughs> you broke up again as you said the name. Chelsea Green, maybe? Nope. Okay. <laughs> the hacker stopped you every time you tried to say their name. Just No one wants me to say the word Chelsea Green. Ah, there we go. No. I should have went for Laurel Van Ness. Then you, you yeah, that would have made then. it. Oh, LVN. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's her. <laughs> That'd be a very weird character change for her. Well, she was the drunk, crazy woman in TNA. It's not like there's not weird character twists on her table for her. <laughs> I guess, but also, like, cool bike assassin seems a bit like... <laughs> seems a bit of a stretch. I'm just trying to think of women who haven't been on TV who are under contract, Liam. Jeez, I'm doing my best. I, it's to me. It seems like it's a main roster uh, woman coming. Call down. down. Yeah, call down, uh, which is actually a call up. Naomi has she been on TV lately? Wasn't there rumors that Naomi was going to get like a, a big push or something? Something like that. Semi, you know those. Maybe it, maybe things. it was on NXT. Maybe it was. We'll probably find out a takeover. The date was takeover, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's takeover. So. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly had a little video, which, uh, I don't know when his babyface turn happened, but this was a very effective video. That was this video. That was what, this was the babyface turn. I guess the babyface turn was when he stopped, um, somebody from attacking somebody. Who'd he stop from attacking Uh, he stopped Champa from attacking, uh, Atlas. And then was like, get up, idiot. I was like, is it Dane and Spud? Because there's so many parking lot attacks on this show. (laughs) I'm just like, who did he use there? So that, I guess, was his babyface turn, or the kind of phantom undisputed era babyface turn that wasn't a babyface turn just for the match against, uh, what's his name, uh, Pat McAfee. Mm. Which, uh, But yeah, this was a very effective video, building up Kyle O'Reilly. Good stuff. This is, like, it, the prime target stuff is very clearly, like, it's the ro- it's Road 2. <laughs> but it's like, now they're the ones doing Road 2, and AEW have stopped doing Road 2. Listen, TNA did these videos back in, like, 2010. Bring back Spin Cycle. <laughs> They were the the Before the Bell series. You can watch them all on YouTube. TNA were the trendsetters here. They never put them on television either, which is always deeply frustrating because some of them were actually, like, really good. It's like, this is such a better job building your pay-per-view than your actual television does. Why aren't you putting this on television? So TNA are the trendsetters of producing good content that you don't actually use. Bring back Spin Cycle. Uh, If you're asking JB to do that in NXT. 
Yeah, no, I, want, I wanted an impact. <laughs> NXT spin cycle. Oh my god, that'd be kind of sick though. Wait, sp- <laughs> Talking Smack was just spin cycle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Have you ever watched the spin cycle presidential debate? I, I I went through a phase when I watched like every spin cycle I could find on YouTube. So I'm sure I have, but I just don't remember it off the top of my head. Because it's 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 Road Dog and AJ Styles on the side <laughs> of the Republicans. No, <laughs> are you sure that's who they're representing? Uh, and Mick Foley and Booker T on the side of like the Democrats. Though actually, in the end, Road Dog says he will vote for Obama because uh, because there's racism in America, which he's like, look, I accept there's which racism. Which now he in wouldn't America. believe in. No, he wouldn't. Uh, apparently, he's probably one of those people who thought Obama fixed racism by just being elected. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's fun. To, it's fun times. A, a, Mick Foley's very condescending to AJ as well. It's kind of funny. AJ is definitely a QAnon guy. <laughs> There's a, a promo on uh, on Impact Television after Obama won the election, where it's like AJ, you and I have our political differences. I know you're upset that Obama won. <laughs> so why would you bring that up on television? Mick has just thrown him under the bus for supporting McCain. Which, to be fair, at every opportunity in WWE, they did the same thing. <laughs> like Daniel Bryan's like, he's a flat earther. It's quite funny. And like, even though I think Daniel Bryan's anti-vax, so it's like, he throwing throwing stones in glass houses. Uh, Tegan Ox has torn her ACL, which is very sad. I like how we're just going to alienate a whole group of people on this podcast now. Listen, if QAnon and anti-vaxxers don't want to listen to our podcast, I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> All right, you bring a valid point. You bring a valid point. Like legitimately, I believe in like mentioning that kind of stuff every so often, just in case we have those kind of listeners. Just, and just to, to establish them and drive them away. Yeah, <laughs> just to establish that is not the kind of audience we want, and you can go away. We probably like cut them all off when we went like thirty minutes on us yelling about Velveteen Dream being on the show. Still, that's true. It's actually very funny that like the the people who are like, oh, snowflakes, 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 are the people who get most upset with people who like disagree oh, with yeah. their political Sick opinions. Sick twenty seventeen Netflix bit. But like, no, it's, it's funny because it was the rocks. Uh, it's the rocks Instagram that was just like, look at all these people. No, the rocks I don't dead. watch comedy specials, but the like, rocks look dead. at all these people who are furious at the rock, like furious Adams for supporting Joe Biden. Like, I'm burning. Uh, my kids are burning their rock DVDs. Well, that's a uh, uh, freaking Russian troll copy pasta. But yeah, it's the best. It's the best. But uh, yeah, it's just like guys, stop it. Stop being babies. You're such babies. Mm. Uh, can't Johnny was hilarious. Speaking Johnny's of like babies. Yeah, Johnny was like Tegan Knox deserved to tear her ACL because she broke our TV. That's an <laughs> amazing like... bit. It's so good. <laughs> Johnny is the best. Johnny's the best thing on the show. I love Johnny. It's like I love him, and it's like I just. It's such a weird mix of like he, Johnny's on the screen. I go, ah, oh, look at this dork, and then I'm like, ah, he's the best day. <laughs> <laughs> oh Johnny uh, Cameron Grimes came to the ring and he was like I'm gonna give people an opportunity and Ariel, Ariel Dominguez of uh, MLW fame he, he's uh, he's in Team Filthy isn't he uh, I don't know <laughs> Wasn't I he think like, he's Tom um... Lawler adjacent though he's friends of Tom Lawler Joey Pistachio <laughs> the second guy who came out who got beaten up yes no I think I think Ariel was Joey Pistachio oh was that his name yeah and then they oh. called the next guy Joey Strong <laughs> camera and Trevor Lee's beating up a bunch of Joey's. Yeah. And then um my man came out. Oh, you know you know your boy was so hyped for this. <laughs> I jumped. I was like, my man Rich Holland's coming out and he doesn't have a billy club. He's just headbutting fools. Is uh is Rich Holland a baby face? <laughs> he is to me. 
Well, he, he is here. He's beating up Cameron Grimes. It's like the man who admitted to murdering people last week is a babyface. What are we yeah, doing? but I think he he got DQ'd though, so he's going too far. All oh, right. He's he's yeah. too enamored with the violence, much like when he played rugby. Cameron Grimes did not line him up as his opponent, Liam. This is very unfair to Cameron. The 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 ex TNA people on this show get a very bad time. Well, Cameron won. That's true. He did win by DQ. He, he he beat Ridge Holland in a singles match. Get out of here, Ridge. Ridge is useless. Cameron Ridge, Grimes, real fuck? star. Now send Ridge to Big Japan as a part of the NXT Japan deal. Mm, which is definitely still a thing. Go wrestle Sekimoto and get real good. Austin Theory was upset that he was not in the um, uh, Eliminator deal last week, and he was like, "Kyle, you've done nothing in your career, and I'm super young, <laughs> and I've also done. I've been on WrestleMania, and then I was immediately called back down to NXT. This is my wonderful career, Kyle. Why aren't you living up to that?" Well, yeah, that's that's the heat, bro. That's in typical hate. WWE fashion, being on WrestleMania is better than everything Kyle ever did. That's true. <laughs> Who's Kyle ever beat? I did like in Kyle's promo earlier, he was like, uh, Finn, you know, when I was in the Indies, he was moved to Japan. When mm. I got to Japan, he moved to NXT. When I got to NXT, he moved to the main roster. It's like, ah, I never got Finn. Even though Finn was never really on the US Indies, but that's neither here nor there. But he could have just been like, yo, you're ducking me. <laughs> I'm surprised they never wrestled, because they would have been on, like, Red Pro shows together. So, like, they could have been on those shows. They might have just missed each other. Were they on the same show? I think they were on a show I would that. I went to two. I didn't want to. Well, like, um, what is my command? He, uh, Bella wrestled Cole on one of those shows. Yeah, so like, uh, definitely could have wrestled Kyle, and like, they were definitely on the same shows, but they were never booked together, which is a shame. I don't think Kyle was as big of a name then yet, like, because that was like just that was just before, like, or just at the start of Red Dragon, really. But that was like uh, Best of the Super Junior Finals era. They weren't a bit Best of the Super Juniors at the same time. No, but like that—that's—that's that's the level of star Kyle was at the time. Mm, I think that was like Kyle's second best at the Super Junior. I'm pretty sure that the Kushida and Kyle rematch was on a show that Finn was at. Was I it? Think... Am I imagining this? It could have been, but I think maybe Finn had already bounced. Oh no, he was. There. Yeah, he had already bounced. Never mind. Ignore me. I'm, I'm mixing up my shows. That's why I'm here, Lawmaster. Here before. Yeah, when I saw that Kyle and Kushida rematch. <laughs> It's a good match to see live, Liam. Yeah, I'd, uh, that match was like one of... I might have been my match of the year that year. The best in the Super Juniors match. I really, I uh, really, really like that match. They should do that match again in WWE NXT. For the NXT title. When O'Reilly beats Bella. Because she does a little package where he's like, I'm vicious, I'm mad. Yeah, it was pretty cool though. I liked it. <laughs> he's angry and he's going to kill people. Good. Yeah. Then he squashed Tony Nese. Yeah, and I actually really liked the, um, this squash too. I like... Kushida just like ab like wrenching on Nice's arm throughout it, and Nice was doing that. Nice like in this you know two minutes that they were given, Nice was doing some good arm selling whenever he was he was going for his power moves. This is was this my favorite match of the show? Maybe. <laughs> I quite like uh, this little one-two punch of like here's a video of why you should care about this guy, and then a squash to reinforce it. You know, that's it's like real solid basic storytelling, but it works. I like that it like counted as his entrance. <laughs> Unfortunately, Velveteen Dream didn't show up, but who cares about that? Um, and then what else happened <laughs> uh, Cameron Grimes very upset and he ran into Dexter Loomis who actually it ran through my head when I was watching the video I was like maybe that's a Dexter Loomis return the the surprise one but no Dexter Loomis just pops up staring at Cameron Grimes what a pervert uh, Adam Cole in the ring shouting oh yeah the, but, uh, the other thing about that um, uh, Kyle video I have to get back to uh, mm. Cole's definitely turning on him 100% yeah. <laughs> they, they baby faced O'Reilly so hard in that 
And Cole's uh, and O'Reilly's like undisputed here is about family. It's because it's real. And it's like oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're yep. brothers. You know, we wash each other's hands. Like he's they're really hamming it up here. Yeah, he's turning on him. Uh, Cole interrupted by uh, what's his name? Austin Theory. Cole beats Austin Theory. There this you go. is a bad match. <laughs> I thought it was really boring. Again, that's Austin Theory. Again, my critical brain just cannot turn. I like I I try. I actually try. I like turn to the screen and I'm like, all right, focus on this match. And I'm like, oh, Austin Theory. And then I zone out again. Well, my thing was just I thought the match was really boring. Above all else, like mm. it was just it, it's nice to see Cole on wrestling matches on NXT TV because I feel like that never happens. But I this was not the match that I wanted. Kate and Carter defeat Jai Lee in another one of their matches that they're having that I don't care about because they're not making me care about them. Because they're getting like three minutes. It's just every time. It's just like, here's a three minute match between one of these four people. Go and again. Ta- or a tag. Rinse and repeat. And, and I we'll swear the there's a women's tag title thing coming maybe. I swear. Uh, Carter and Catanzaro. Well, that, no, I mean like that's what they were kind of insinuating the last time these two wrestled. They were like, hey, there could be a tag team title opportunity in the future. for the... And then it just, they didn't bring it up again. Hmm. Uh, Shawn Michaels was in the ring with Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly for a segment I mostly remember for Kyle doing an Irish accent. Oh, I wrote it down so I could attempt it. <clears throat> oh, there you go. Sorry. So I could attempt Kyle's attempt at an Irish accent. His Finn impression. He's stealing our bits. Yeah, that's, I did think that. Uh, he said, uh, he's a good Irish boy, this one. <laughs> yeah, diddly eye, mate. Oh, diddly, diddly, diddly dad. That's pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, solid. See, well cause, done. Because I, I, I wasn't even doing Finn. I was doing... Kyle doing Finn. You were doing Kyle doing Finn, which yeah, is Yeah, it was a, a little more higher pitched. Yeah. I was doing. Uh, it was an Australian doing a Canadian doing yes. an Irishman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got all the nationalities right, including your own. That was the one I was most concerned about. Uh, yeah. I, I much preferred the package. I thought this was all right. You know what? People gave WWE a lot of flack for having mm-hmm. to. for firing all these people during a global pandemic. Right. But clearly. They're going through some financial struggles because they couldn't mm-hmm. afford a table for this segment. They had to stand. <laughs> no, they, they weren't even standing. They had two metal beams with a piece of cardboard on top of it and then, like, something over it. It's a debate. Like, the Trump debate. That the, It was the day before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm into the match. I'm excited for the match, but I didn't think this face-to-face was particularly interesting. I thought Bella did a good job of... Uh, doing the classic wrestling, you know, put your opponent over without burying them. I think that he did a really... He, like, perfected that. He didn't do any, like, snakes in the back. No. He didn't do anything, like, your push is over. He didn't, uh, I'm kicking you back to the mid-card. No, he was very complimentary of O'Reilly, which sort of further shows that he's probably going babyface. And losing. Yes. I did like that Carl, like, had this cockiness to him where he's like, you're a 20-year vet, so what, I'm 15-year vet. What does that What does that five-year difference mean? That five years is Universal Championships, buddy. Boy, oh, that five years is WrestleManias. NXT Champion, Universal Champion, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, all the achievements you didn't make in your career there, Kyle. IC Champ? You've never been IC Champ, Kyle? Kyle has basically followed the career path of Finn to a T, but hasn't had the same success. So he's he's probably he has a point. He had bigger success in America up until being signed. Yeah, but that's because Finn never worked America. <laughs> Good on him. He was smart. He's just like he I'm going con- straight to he Japan. He should continue to not do that. <laughs> Go back to Japan, Finn. Save us. Uh, main event: Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae defeated uh, Damian Priest and Io Shirai. Whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this again. Is such a nothing match. 
a perfectly okay, forgettable match, um, and then Candice the, hit Shirai with a backstabber after, and they pulled. Sure. I was just going to say, like, the best thing of this was obviously the Damien Priest Io Shirai tag entrance. Oh, yes. What a team. Where uh, <laughs> Priest gets his dumb arrow thing and shoots it at the thing, and then it cuts into Io's theme, and she comes out, and they run. That's good shit. They should be mixed tag team champions. Yeah. They should introduce those belts. God, I hate WWE's, like, faux intergender. Mm. Where they have to, like, oh, they tag, they have to swap into the other people, and then, like, it always drags the match to a halt. Yeah, it's a mixed tag, Liam. It's very important, not intergender tag. It's just, I said faux intergender. It's, uh, Different yeah. rules. Mm. Oh, I, sorry, just going back to the O'Reilly Finn thing, because I just remembered it. Um, I really didn't like the background music in it. It made it feel very, like, performative. I, anytime they do anything like that and they put background music into it, I'm just like, no, just the, the, what's compelling here should not be the background music. It should not be, it's these two characters trying to build up a title match. That's what's compelling. You get, you get the nonsense out of there. Hmm. But overall, pretty solid show. Just not yeah. very interesting. I would have said it did a good job of getting to me care, to care about the main event of the takeover and the rest of the show was just kind of a solid show. And Kushida, I think... Yeah, had a bit of a, a boost from this show too. But he's wrestling dreams, so there's only so much yeah, he can do there. But eventually he'll wrestle someone like good. Hopefully. That brings us to AEW Dynamite, which Ooh. opened. Oh no, do we have to do our bit? You have your nah, book? Uh, this is a bitless podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm over bits, man. We're not here for bits, we're here for hard analytical discussion. Um, Deep discussion of how Crash Bandicoot is back. Crash is back. Oh, should we talk about the Smash reveal? <laughs> Oh yeah! Should Minecraft that be our, our um our midpoint? If you're too cool for Minecraft Steve in Smash, uh, like get out of here. Well, he like, looks so goofy. It's first great. thing is it's like a more than the game uh, Smash is the video game Hall of Fame, and mm-hmm. Minecraft definitely deserves a spot in that. Like just it's the biggest game ever. <laughs> like it, yeah. it deserves to be in there in some way, and also it's. Smash, literally anyone can be in there. It's fine. It's fine. Piranha Plant is a character. Yeah. Like, I think um, people were hyped for Crash. I think people wanted it to be Crash. I think people... What else? There's another game. Uh, like, people may have expected uh, some Monster Hunter Rise thing, because these mm-hmm. are both games coming out. Um, I will forever think it's Dante. Yeah, people are always like, oh, this g- like cr- Crash is out tomorrow. It's going to be Crash. One... Crash isn't on Switch yet. So, like, Nintendo are not going to put a character into Smash to co-promote a game currently on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Are people out of their minds? Persona 5. <laughs> but, like, like that wasn't the promote Persona 5. That was the put a character in Smash. You know? It wasn't like, oh, Persona yeah. 5's out tomorrow. Persona that was, hey, we, four, we gotta get SMT in our game. In our video game Hall of Fame. Yeah, so they put a cool character in. That's the way it works. They're like, who could we put in this game? The only time it's self, it's promotional is when it's self-promotional. When it's yeah. we're gonna put a Fire Emblem character in here so we can sell copies of Fire Emblem. I wonder what like the the relation to like, hey, we're putting the new Fire Emblem character in the game to selling more copies of the game. I wonder what that like actual math looks like. Well, people widely like attribute the success or like the revival of Fire Emblem to the fact that Fire Emblem characters were in Smash, not like any individual game, but like the series as a whole. That like that's what introduced so many people to the Fire Emblem characters. Helped keep it like its relevancy too. Yeah, so if there was like uh, if there was Advance Wars characters in Smash, you might get the same thing. Or or uh, there is an F Zero character in Smash, but um, 
that doesn't help apparently. Captain Falcon just lives on his own in Smash now. Mm. He doesn't race. He just fights. He just Falcon punches things. Hell yeah. So yeah, I'm very I'm pro Minecraft Steve. I'm pro any like uh, the people are like it's a waste of a spot Smash. It's like again, as you said, it's, it's the most popular video game of all time and it, it looks like a very well implemented character who looks like uh, uh, it's it's Sakurai. So of course it's a well implemented character. He doesn't he never half says it. The man is a psychopath. I I was a big but, fan of like him being like, yeah, Nintendo kept going, "Hey, you you want to put Minecraft in it? You want you want to put Minecraft in Smash?" And he's like, "I don't know how." <laughs> And people have been like, he didn't want to do it because he didn't want the character in Smash. He's like, he didn't want to do it because he didn't think he could do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like the opposite. You're trying to say like he was uh, disparaging Smash. He was like uh, Minecraft. He was he was literally going, oh, I want to do it right, and I don't know how. It's too much. It's too hard. He but was only giving I can too much it. respect and, to Minecraft. Yeah, and people were like, oh, he was like, he didn't want it in there. It's like they showed screens of his actual Minecraft game where he was building ridiculous things during the thing. He does not hate Minecraft. I want to see. I want like. I wish his server was like free to play for everyone to go and look at. You go mess around with Sakurai's server. He yeah, probably doesn't just... want his things ruined. No, I'm saying like because you can make it so that like, people can just come and see. But like they, they nah. can't do anything, so it's like he should—he could have like Sakurai World. Because they're—they're revealing that they're doing the character reveal on the third before Minecraft Live, so maybe he will. Maybe he'll like, all right, guys, go play my Minecraft game. Hell yeah! And then they can announce Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Look, Dante is like a very—he's like the biggest Japanese character. Not he's getting in, the game. in there. <laughs> like the the two the two big Japanese characters left that aren't in the game are Dante and Sora. Both are going to be in there eventually. No, Sora's making it in there. Disney's going to bow down one day to the superior Sakurai. But like, Nintendo... Is there... Oh no, Mega Man's in the game. I was going to go, is there a Capcom character in the game? Mega Man, of course. Yeah. Um, but like, Nintendo and Capcom have a very good relationship. Capcom constantly released their games on Switch. Like, they're going to put Dante in Smash. Dante's actually. making it eventually. It's like... It's just a matter of when. And there's a good chance, like, um, Virgil's an Echo Fighter. Let's be real. <laughs> Yeah, or um, they might do the thing where he's an alternate costume. Mm. Like, Dante I think, will have Virgil colors. Th- th- I think there's some things you gotta you gotta do with Virgil to, to differentiate the character. I think honestly, like maybe some of Sakurai's, uh, maybe like because I'm sure the name Dante has been brought up to Sakurai yes. at some point, and I'm sure he's like, "Hey, man, the fighting in that game's pretty complicated. How can I accurately represent a character action fighting game in this game?" And the last time they did it, it broke the game. Yeah. They put Bayonetta in the game, and Bayonetta was super broken. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take like there's there's a good chance like Dante was brought up and like has been like included in like uh, quotation marks for like a year, and they're still just like fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's too fast. He does too many things. He has guns and sword and demon, and we have to get a devil trigger in there, and we have to. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, because, they, they, like, some fighting games would just be like, oh, he's just the guy who has these three attacks, and that's fine. And, like, Sakurai's like, no, we must include all of the mechanics of the core well, game that's the in thing, this like, game. Uh, Terry was, like, a love letter to, like, is KOF? Yeah, KOF. He was, like, a love letter to the genre because they were like, yo, man, look at, here's, like, Terry moves from the most obscure side games. <laughs> we're, we're checking it in there. And like Dragon Quest, they included like an entire MP system just for the Dragon Quest character. And like well, they're allowing the Minecraft character to build blocks. Yeah, that's insane. They changed the maps for him. 
yeah, pristine. Every single map in the game had to be redesigned, so well, or at least tweaked, or however that works, so that blocks could be placed on them for Minecraft Steve. It's amazing. Zechariah is literally the best. He's a psychopath. He's a genius. What a man. He's just like, <laughs> what a crazy person. I don't even like Smack. I like I play every. Like, I have the character passes. I, I mess around with them. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I listen to the music, and that's about it. But like, it's worth it. I don't own Smash. <laughs> like, I, 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 I have no intention of ever buying the game, except maybe like when Dante comes out, I'll probably buy it. <laughs> but like, I don't even own the game, and I'm still one of these people. Like, oh my god, there's a Smash announcement. I need to see it. Uh, AEW, Darby Allen should be in Smash, but he defeated Ricky Starks. He smashed Ricky Starks on this episode of AEW Dynamite, Liam. What a segue. Look at that. Professional podcaster. That was pretty good. Um, God, this was... Uh, I, I wasn't thinking about this match <laughs> at all, because um, in the prelude, there was an introduction in one of Darby's little um, cool, like, black and white, edgy film student videos that he does. And um, <clears throat> rapper, writer, producer JPEG Mafia was in it, who was my favourite musician. Cool. I've never heard of him. I don't blame you. It's not He's not, like, massive or anything. But I was watching this and then seeing my favourite musician on my screen on AEW was very weird for me. <laughs> so I was kind of, like, watching the whole Starks uh, Derby match going, huh, that was weird. Why was JPEG on there? That's so insane. <laughs> like, so I kind of was distracted by it throughout the match. Uh, Derby has cool friends. He do- he has the coolest friends. He's a cool guy. I'm jealous of how cool Darby Allen is. Darby Allen's a real cool dude. And um, like Darby's 27. He's a year younger than me, and he is much cooler. Fr- no offense, Liam. He has much cooler friends. That's true. It was really interesting, and uh, I made my my day. And it's not a surprise because like JPEG has like 35 different like wrestling related lines in his songs. He has one about Darby Allen. So, Has he ever referenced TNA in any of his songs? Uh, he's referenced AJ. WWE New Japan AJ or TNA AJ? Uh, New Japan AJ. Then I'm very upset. He's a bad rapper. I had a list of them because I thought it'd be fun. Uh, uh, well, he, his um, producer tag on his songs is You Think You Know Me. So That's not a TNA reference either. No, I'm just saying like for, the re- for a reference. I got to find one in here. There's a current Rich One reference. That doesn't count. Matt Hardy, My Gun, You're Getting Broken. That was that was TNA Matt Hardy. I respect him now. Well done, JPEG Mafia. We're friends. Woohoo! I'm trying to see if there's any other ones while I'm here. Oh, there's a Braden Walker reference. Oh no, that upsets me. You know my stance on Braden Walker and how people <laughs> have bastardized the legacy of Chris Harris with Braden Walker, even though Chris Harris is a damn good wrestler. He, he said, "I'm not no alpha male. I'm Carly Ray. You're Braden Walker." Hey, Kylie Ray is technically all of those are TNA references. There's Monty Brown, Kylie Ray, and Chris Harris. Kylie, so very upset. But all right. Sure. Oh, Kylie. No, no, I'm sticking with Kylie Ray. <laughs> nonetheless, I've misheard it, and that's what I'm hearing it as. Sure. It's like uh, too many limes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I just you you have to understand like this was like such a weird moment of like worlds colliding here for me, but I was very happy about it. If you would uh, like to know, we already talked about ratings on this show, but in the quarter hours, FTR lost 160,000 viewers. <laughs> gigantic jump. So, <laughs> Was it like because of NBA though? Don't worry about it. It's because of FTR. Because <laughs> like, didn't like Starks and Darby do like over a million or something? Like, they, were, they went crazy for that. Yeah, 1.026 million. <laughs> that's that's called the, the Peggy bump. <laughs> There, yeah, people were like, JPEG Mafia's on Dynamite, gotta oh, tune in to TNT. It was very, like, it was just very weird to see JPEG Mafia cutting a promo on Taz. <laughs> yeah, they should do that match. <laughs> they should. Bring JPEG and Darby teaming up. 
Taz should suplex JPEG Mafia. <laughs> I would be elated. <laughs> it was a really good opener, by the way. You were paying attention. You were too distracted by JPEG Mafia. I, for really real, I, 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 I don't remember the match. I'm going to have to go back and watch it one, like soon because I was just like, this shit's crazy. But I like Ricky and I like Darby, so I give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Well, you were too distracted to realize it was a good match, but sure. I, I, I was staring at the screen and I was just going, wow, Peggy. Cody came out, got a big promo. He's like, do I accept this challenge? No. And it's like, no regrets. No looking back. I accept. No uh, I, sh- I think they should have ended the promo there. Uh, I'm tired stupid. of the pull-aparts, but they did a pretty solid pull-apart, but still. And the, the, Cody's big line where he came back and he's like, <laughs> by no ID, no regrets. It was, so it was, so it was great. I loved it. No, it was dumb, did- I didn't like it. <laughs> That he did, then he did the pull apart. And they do the big ass brawl too much on this show. I think that's my problem. Okay, so I'm going to be negative on a AEW segment and you're going to be positive. What a <gasps> twist turn well, of Well, I was 50 50. I, I, I liked half of it. I didn't like any of it. I didn't like the Cody promo. I thought it was brr and generic. Uh, I thought the, the pull aparts are stupid when there's no crowd to go crazy for it. Hmm. And Brandy coming up was so bad. Brandy was so yeah. Bad. She did her big dive, uh, and then Nyla Rose jumped over, and then everyone just punched each other. Why did Nyla Rose get involved? Because they realized that they haven't booked Nyla Rose in forever, so they have to just put her in doing something. Yeah, they should like make Nyla. I don't know. I was gonna say put her with Anna J, but that doesn't make much sense. Then she'd have to go into Dark Order. Yeah, yeah put no, Nyla in the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Put Vicky Guerrero in the Dark Order. Leader of the Dark Order, Vicky Guerrero. I'd be dead for the Vicky Guerrero, John Silver, BTE skits. Uh, John Silver has gotten over. He's getting TV time because of BTE. And I, like, if you can say what you want about BTE, but John Silver is getting TV time because of BTE, so it's good. The TV time in which he is usually just pushed over by somebody. Yeah, and it rules. He's getting a push. Literally. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> FDR backstage. They're, FDR are like you know those Russian super spies who have like the all the stuff. That's the Winter Soldier from Captain America: Winter Soldier, where they have to, like the programming put into their brain. Yeah. Except that it's all WWE nonsense that they just can't get out. So they say words like championship opportunity unironically. It's like we're giving championship opportunities. It's like oh, you poor guys, you can't escape it. Is that the work though? That they're using the WWE verbiage to make you go <laughs> WWE verbiage. The, so there's the, the second character on the show to do that after Brody Lee. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, 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 Young Bucks this came up. Sucked. <laughs> I'm, the Young Bucks suck. FTR suck. Hurting Tony Schiavone sucks. I'm, I'm not a fan of any of this. Like, even if this match like ends up being the best tag team match ever, it's like okay, but the journey there was bad. It's one of those things that it's see it's a, it's Miro it's Miro two point it's like this is a layup you, you, the Bucks you. I like and the Miro. revival and the two things like this feud has been built for years it's a match people want to see and I get they have to do this weird dance about it because of COVID but this is not the dance to do if you're trying to avoid doing this match uh like what is I I don't know man I don't even want to talk about FDR they just they make me sad uh, speaking of FDR they wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> SCU. The match was actually pretty good. I don't know. I was, I was probably still thinking about JPEG Mafia, to be honest. A little on the long side, maybe, but pretty good. Um, yeah. oh, so FDR have the gone AEW from, special. Yeah, FDR have gone from the team that doesn't want to defend the tag titles. Like they were like, oh, Luchasaurus. So I don't get this. Yeah, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy need to earn a title shot or sorry, championship opportunity. And now they're like, now we're giving everybody a title shot. And but, I'm like, 
I, th- I thought the whole point of the brush, uh, the brush with greatness, was that they they had to beat them to earn a title shot. That's what I thought too. Last week, I was like, they're not title matches. They're giving people chances to wrestle them and earn title shots. Except no, they're just title matches. So AEW doesn't cannot not do an open challenge gimmick. It's just too difficult for them. It's like they're they're sharks, sharks in the water that have to keep moving forward. And the moving forward equivalent here is people giving doing open challenges for title shots. Yeah. But I gotta admit, I, I do think it was pretty cool that it was like first AEW Tag Team Champions versus current AEW Tag Team Champions, which is a thing that yeah. can actually happen now. <laughs> like AEW's yeah. been around that long. A whole year. We've had a whole year of Tag Team Champions. Wow. Well, have we? Had, did they do tag? No, they did the tournament, so not a full year of Tag Team Champions. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Champions Crowned, I think, was it two weeks in? Two or three? Yeah. Um, then we get the announcement. Yes, we have a tournament coming up in which there will be eight men I'm competing so for the contendership. excited for this fucking tournament. <laughs> the three people announced so far are Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega. Hangman Page, who was on commentary for the FTR and SEU match, was very taken aback that Kenny would be in the singles tournament when he's his tag team friend. That's your finals right there, baby. Uh, surely. Surely. And, like, I think the funny thing was, like, we were wondering, like, how are they going to get to this Hangman-Kenny match? And then it's like, oh that's how they're gonna do a tournament for a number one contendership because number one contendership matches can be on pay-per-view <laughs> what a unique yeah. concept private party made their entrance uh, jericho defeated isaiah cassidy in this match format that i'm kind of getting tired of of like star wrestles lower card guy valiant effort loses so again yeah. it's like they're doing the same things too many times yeah i, th- I think maybe aw is still in the mindset of it's covid you know what I mean? I don't. I don't feel like they ever really ex- escaped that mindset, mm. and like of not wanting to give away big things on TV during COVID. Which I think now that we're eight months into it, it's a bit like, all right, okay, on, here we go. More of this. More of this. More of this. Like they're just refusing to give away this big stuff until there's a crowd. It's a tad problematic, given we have to watch and review this television show every <laughs> week. But it's uh, <laughs> it's a weird one. It was a perfectly good match, though, I suppose. Yeah, I like Isaiah. After the match, Jericho got in a brawl with Luther, setting up a tag <laughs> match next week. <laughs> I was like, you know, Jericho demanded. He's like, I have to work with Luther, damn it. For the 30th. Just do the singles match. Get freaking Serpentico and Hager out of here. And do like a, a death match. Yeah, let him do a blood brawl. Give me Lucha, Brawler, Jericho having a like having like his Naito and Kenny matches against Luther. Let's do it. Japanese deathmatch legend Luther. Yeah, taking uh, DDTs and pile drivers on uh, Japanese tables. They should fly Japanese tables in for this match. <laughs> I think you probably get hard tables in America. No, I want. <laughs> I demand that it be authentic. Authentically Japanese, you'd be able to tell the difference. And just like a, a, a Jericho Japanese match, they should um, also have the crowd not react. Just for that real thirtieth, thirty-year anniversary. <laughs> flavor jericho is the person that perpetuated that myth right yeah he was the one who wrote um you know they're respectful in japan they only really clap for spots and it's like no you just weren't over (laughs) yeah you didn't get over so you created this myth to protect yourself for not getting over in japan which to be fair hell of a work the man perpetuated an entire myth about a wrestling culture just to defend him not being over you have to give him credit for that Watch 90s All Japan. Watch current New Japan. Those crowds go nuts. How watch, can you believe it? Watch any All Japan women's. Like, watch any company from that era. You don't need to like even watch the big ones where the big reactions were happening. <laughs> like, there was reactions in every company. Kip Sabian and Miro were discussing their bachelor party when Billy Mitchell, the disgrace... Though, actually, he's the got dis- his world record back. That's it, was re- it was taken from him and then given back. He's a cheat. 
I, I watched one documentary on him and I decided that I didn't like him. He doesn't, yeah, he's a weird looking guy. Wow. Listen, I'm also a weird looking guy, so <laughs> maybe that's a compliment. I'm traditionally handsome, so. There you go. Uh, yeah, so Billy Mitchell showed up, said something, they were in an arcade. Mirror was mad. <laughs> Mirror is just full uh, gamer. Just like, <laughs> That's what his gimmick is. I thought he was going to be like douchey rich kid guy though, <laughs> but he's just gamer. You should go to like toxic gamer. You should be like <gasps> yeah, mad <laughs> about Steve being in Minecraft. <laughs> he should cut a promo about Steve being in Minecraft. He should get mad that like women are getting any matches on the show. The gamer stereotype is so depressing. <laughs> the gamer stereotype just being racists, sexists, man children. Oh, it's the worst. But it's like, it's a completely earned stereotype, so you can't even be mad at it. It's not a lie. It's completely true. It's <laughs> It became a stereotype for a very good reason. Uh, Orange Cassidy beat 10. Press 10. Yeah, press 10 Vance. I like press Quick 10 match. Vance. I'm a press 10 Squash. Vance guy. Uh, after the match, MJF went into Jericho's locker room, gave them all jackets, except they didn't have a jacket for Sammy Guevara, for which he berated Wardlow. So I assume the thing here is going to be that like MJF ends up taking over and Sammy and Jericho split off together. Yeah, so Sammy goes baby. Or maybe Sammy goes babyface and MJF just takes his spot. I think MJF is leading whatever group he's in. Yeah, so he's trying to create division. But even yeah, then, I, the freaking LAX with MJF is still one of those things where it's like, no! Well, maybe he just ends up taking Hager. And then Jericho has a babyface group with Sammy and Wardlow. There we go. That's that's the, the ace group right there. I'm into that group, goddamn. A Wardlow-Sammy Guevara tag team would rule. <laughs> Wardlow would throw Sammy Guevara into a double moonsault for a finish. Yeah, I'm trying, it's, it's basically like the LAX combo, like big man, small man. Hmm. I was gonna say, speaking of homicide, oh, oh well, we still have the we have the women's match, Liam. Are you going to ignore Britt Baker? Is it her triumphant return? I, for, Dude, her, she's been so, in... when the Brit came out, I just went, oh. <laughs> she wrestled Red Velvet. A graphic came up on the screen saying she has been top five singles ranking for forty six weeks. <laughs> she's been dead. She's been injured since May, and not only that, Liam. She had two matches while she was injured. There was a three-on-one handicap match in which she lost, and there was the tooth and nail match in which she lost. How is she top? Where is Swole? She has been ranked top five for forty-six weeks, despite being injured since May and losing two matches while she was injured. Where's Swole? Damn it! There is no greater like like that is the greatest reflection of the women's division imaginable. <laughs> like you cannot sum it up better than that. I think what also sums it up really well was, like, at the start when Yuka was on it for, like, ten weeks and added, like, three matches and AEW hadn't been seen, was still in Japan. Mm. Emi uh, Sakura was taken off the roster page this week, so there's another hit to the women's division. That sucks, because she's actually really good. Which then brings us to our main event in which Eddie Kingston had The Butcher. Wait, actually, are I gonna, saw... Are we gonna, are we going to announce uh, the matches for next week? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Jericho and Hager against Luther and Serpentico. <laughs> Brian Cage against Hobbs. Um, All right. What if, like, they take out Serpentico and then Lance Storm <laughs> comes out as Luther's tag partner? Luther and Lance Storm against Jericho and Jake Hager. What a match. That's Replace a Hager with Sammy as well to make it a good match. Um, that, that actually, right now I'm actually in on it. Uh, Cage against Hobbs, because uh, Cage tried to interfere in the opening match, but Hobbs stopped him, which we cool. didn't mention. And uh, Cody against Brody Lee for the TNT title in a dog collar match. Mm, I'm pretty excited for... Cage and Hobbs to fight for the AEW Never Open Weight title. 
Yeah. They should actually, legit, the FTW title should be that belt. And it probably, like, it will be, I assume. Like, what are the other cage FTW matches that weren't squashes? The, I saw uh, on Thursday morning, I went on YouTube, and it's like, John Moxley, can John Moxley overcome the butcher? And, like, for a split second, my mind was like, Eddie Kingston picked Necro Butcher? <gasps> that would be so much sicker. Also, it wouldn't be. <laughs> Not in 2020, but maybe in, somehow if AEW was around in 2006. It's just the butcher who was Eddie Kingston's choice for the John Moxley's opponent in a title match. Why was yeah. this a title match? Okay, so I feel like it wasn't a title match for a long time, and then like Kingston said it in the promo that it was a title match. And I was like, oh wait, what? There's a title match. This is the second week they've just thrown out a title match. Title matches should be important. Stop doing them willy nilly every goddamn week. I feel like it's probably they're padding Mox's title reign a little bit before he loses the belt. <laughs> They don't need to. And he's probably not. If Kenny if Kenny and Hangman is the match, I don't even know who Mox is facing. Kingston. He's not. I mean, he might be. I'm just saying, they've been doing a lot of building for this Kingston-Mox feud. <laughs> even though this is an Archer feud. Just, just Pentagon? Just do Pentagon. Yeah, just uh, rocket strap Pentagon. Pentagon or Phoenix? Well, Phoenix is in Phoenix the is in the tournament. Yeah. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. If Pentagon's not in the tournament, then yeah, do Pentagon-Mox. I don't know, if Archer's still out, <laughs> if Archer caught the COVID, maybe they delay that till the full year. You said you wanted them to build up to a big Kingston match, so there you go. That's Feels like true. they're building up to another one. And that's Dynamite. Moxley and Butcher was fine, I don't remember much about I, I'm, as a, I know you're, yeah, you're super into the Butcher, butcher. you should have been yeah, happy. I, I was really happy for the Butcher. I mean, I, I had my hopes up for Homicide, so like, that was disappointing not to hear the Kill Bill theme kick in. But, um... Uh, the Butcher, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Butcher fan. He wore the, the Butcher outfit, which I can always appreciate. And uh, they had a pretty good, like, you know, big dudes hitting each other match. There we go. John's still champ. That's dynamite. Uh, and also, okay show. Yeah. I don't know what show I preferred, Liam. What show did you prefer? That's a good question. Maybe we should talk about the matches that we preferred first, and then from there we can base our choices. Uh, yes, match of the week, I would probably go for... Uh, yeah, Darby and Starks. Um, we'll talk about this next week but like Darby is the biggest success story on Dynamite he feels like a, an yeah. actual star good job if, well, if there was crowds he would probably be like main eventer JPEG Mafia versus Taz that hasn't happened yet please pick a wrestling contest uh. you may pick Kushida killing somebody yeah I think it's gonna be Kushida killing somebody I enjoy your, your propensity for picking two minute squashes as your match of the week I really like two minute squashes I like I like them when they're done well, which normally just means when Wardlow's doing them. Remember when Wardlow would wrestle on the shows? Yeah. Remember when Wardlow would do anything but be berated by MJF? Maybe that's a full gear match. Do it. Do it. Turn Wardlow. Push him. Remember when Wardlow faced Cody? What a match. What an era. That was the Wait, last... Pre- take was me it? back. Yeah, that was the last COVID show, wasn't it? No. No, 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 no. That was before no. The last Red one was Revolution. We did a couple like after Park that. and Kenny. No, we had a couple Iron after Man. that as well, because that was yeah. the Revolution go home. We had a couple after Revolution, and then it shut down. One day we'll have crowds back again, and AEW will feel like a big show again. Show of the week! Um, <laughs> the um, poll went 85-15 to AEW, so... Hey, I'm going NXT. <laughs> uh, I liked the Kyle promo a lot. Kushida's I feel like both good. shows were a lot of talking and not a lot of wrestling. As opposed to like two weeks ago when we had a lot of good wrestling. So mm. swings and roundabouts, I guess. <laughs> Perhaps you and could the... like, you know, take a little bit from one and put it in the other and have a good show with both wrestling and talking. 
you mean having an even balanced show that uh, caters to many audiences? God forbid. Mm. Uh, I didn't like most of the talking on AEW, so... Yeah, NXT wins! Two weeks in a row! Second time it has a two-week streak in recent memory. NXT is winning a lot lately. <laughs> mm. Good work at NXT. Yeah, they turn it around with a takeover on Sunday, which we'll talk about next week. Oh, do I have to watch it? <laughs> yes, you have to watch TakeOver. God damn it, Liam. But takeovers are boring. You Finn and Kyle. Yeah, right, you got me, you got me, you got me. Oh, breaking news, Garrett. Oh, what's their breaking news? Um Old Japan Pro Wrestling have announced their brand new Pro Wrestling tea store. Oh, very nice. Is there an Ashino t shirt? I already have one, I don't need another one. <laughs> I don't have an Ashino t shirt. I'm a I real fan. One. I got I got Wrestle One Ashino shirts. Do you have a Masters is it a Master Suplex shirt? Um no, it's Ashino in the Metallica font with like a big scary mummy man doing the rock signs on it. I would like a Master of Suplex shirt. I don't even know. Does he do? I wanted his um, his Wrestle One Goodbye shirt, but like you, but it was it was only um, it was only Japan. Unfortunately, I I looked into it and tried getting it, but Japan only. And now all Japan ruined him, so it's fine. Well, there we go. I'll never find out where there is a shirt. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod if you'd like to vote in the poll. You can follow me on Twitter at Garakin. You can follow Liam Twitter on Twitter at. Larrikin. If you'd like more W television show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Shake Them Ropes. If you'd like more uh, AEW coverage in your podcast feed, Ooh. you can listen to Everything Elite. Thanks for listening, and bye bye. Bye 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 Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.